Okay. <laughs> okay, so they say. All right. Well, the intro is playing over there again because that's on a delay. And we'll get started with this thing here. Okay. This is my insurance policy over here, folks. It's uh, it's Telegram. When Telegram is playing me, I know you're seeing me. Okay. So, okay, you got a pose in the matrix here. It is. What is it? The 16th of May. We're getting started at 7.03. I apologize for that three-minute delay, folks. But, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I, I am really getting ready, folks, at that. I only have, uh, let's see, at December, the end of December is when I have to pay again for this service. This is um, EVMUX, EVMUX, however you say that. <clears throat> and um, it's expensive. So, and looking at my, the finances today and what they're going to be in December, I don't know. So, um, I'm trying to train myself in this OBS. Don't ask me what it stands for, but it's uh, kind of a manual way of doing things. And um, I wouldn't have to have a service like this. I could just get on <clears throat> free willy-nilly whenever I want to. I, I can with here, too, but, um, no, it's just like almost like $250 a year. So, anyway, <clears throat> that having been said, <clears throat> man, oh, man, pardon my throat. Um, before we get on, on to pressing matters here. Um, I saw in the news today that um, uh, it was either yesterday or the day before. That it looks like the Russians launched an attack on a, a NATO um, ammo depot over there and, uh, in western uh, Ukraine. And they said that the armament that was in there, the uh, armament, the uh, arms that were in there were uh, at basically tank and uh, cannon shells with depleted uranium. Uranium. Uh, that stuff should not be used anyway, so I'm kind of glad the Russians did that. At least it's all in one one area, and once the fire goes out, then it's just going to remain in that one area. But, um, yeah, there'll be fallout probably in a small area, but at least it won't blow all over Eastern Europe and stuff like that. So, anyway, uh, quite a large explosion. I watched it. Uh, for some reason, I can't download it. But I did find a video clip of uh, an explosion that's very similar that happened in Yemen, or Yemen, um, uh, I don't know, two, three, maybe four years ago, uh, where the um, the Saudis used the bomb, and it almost looks like the uh, the mother of all bombs, the Moab bomb. And how do I say this? But I like watching like really large explosions, nuclear explosions, and stuff like that. I'm not a pyromaniac, and I would never send anything like that off. But you got to admit, fire holds a certain awe in every man. Women, I don't know. I'm not a woman, so I don't know. But um, and I don't identify as one either. Um, but every man has a, a primal instinct for liking some kind of fire, and um, unless you've been, you were shocked by it when you were a kid, and you got a death death fear of it or something like that. So anyway, uh, I'm going to play this video. Uh, it's probably about four minutes long, and then we're going to get into our subject tonight which is uh, talking about the, oh man, this is, this is going to get quite involved too, because it's talking about Antifa. Who are they? Is Antifa a brand new idea, or has things like Antifa been around, or has Antifa been around for a long time, cropping up here and there, poking that ugly little head up, 
and uh, they go back down when they're they don't feel like they're needed anymore but gaining strength the whole time um, so we're going to look at that and who funds them I think we all know the answer to that but let's look and see how he funds them and things like that so got a lot of videos tonight folks uh, to kind of prove this is right but this whole thing stemmed this thing, I'm going to describe this and I'll show the video uh, this whole thing stemmed from the other day I was I was going through the news and um, it says George it said George Soros dead and I'm like Wow, a world holiday. Time for a world holiday. Um, so I, I started looking around and found out that no, it wasn't It wasn't true, that it was posted on, uh, was it Reuters, I think, or UPI or API, I can't remember. And, uh, and it was taken down within a half hour because they realized that it wasn't real, it wasn't true. And that George Soros was uh, pretty upset about it. Um, the rest of the world celebrated. He got upset. So... Uh, Anyway, uh, I saw that. I was like, yeah, finally. <laughs> you know, Now the world can kind of move on with one less evil thing out there, you know. And, uh, but no, of course, it was it was fake news. And and uh, so see, all you liberals out there, fake news isn't always uh, conspiracy theory. Sometimes it's uh, it's one of you that are taking it in his shorts. And, um, and then it, it gets turned around to be untrue. So, um, okay. So anyway, that, that spurred me on, and I was like, okay, George Soros, Antifa. I haven't really done a show about Antifa. Let's talk about Antifa and see what they're all about. So and we'll do that. But first, let me, uh, let me play this. You're really going to be, if, if you really, in, um, if you get grossed out by things, if you um, don't like to look at something that might be somebody passing on to the next existence, uh, maybe you want to just, you know, turn things off for the next five minutes or so and then come back. But um, anyway, pretty interesting. This happened in Yemen, uh, I don't know, I'm saying about maybe about five years ago or so. And uh, But it, it's the same explosion. And, and you're going to notice that in the center of it, uh, it's like the fire keeps burning in the center. It's like a lick of tongue that goes all the way up to the mushroom cloud. And... Um, so they're saying it was an unconventional weapon. And I guess a Moab bomb is an unconventional weapon because, geez, if you dropped them everywhere, there'd be nothing left. But uh, So it was an unconventional weapon in the sense of what uh, 250, 500-pound bombs are, even 1,000-pound bombs. You know, it's this is um, much, much bigger. Uh, so let me play this real quick and give you kind of an idea of what happened in um, in Western Ukraine the other day, okay? Here you go. It was claimed that warplanes from a Saudi-led coalition pounded a weapons depot on the edge of Yemen's capital, Sana'a, on May 11, 2015, conveniently one day before a humanitarian ceasefire, when lo and behold, the massive blast is claimed by Yemen to be an explosion of a different kind. The blast was so massive that the explosion seemed as if it was a nuclear bomb. Check out this video posted at Shubat.com that was taken by a videographer who certainly did not survive the blast. This is why you should always be ready to go to heaven, folks. <laughs> you never know when it's going to happen.
Keep your eye in the upper right-hand corner. How the footage was obtained after the blast remains a mystery, but Yemeni TV did announce that the filmmaker was a quote-unquote martyr, adding that the blast needs an investigation by experts to confirm that Saudi Arabia did not use unconventional weapons. And check out this video from Shubat.com of the blast that reveals the distant mushroom cloud. But this was not the only surprise from the blast that lit the skies over the Nokum Mountain. Ironically, Nokum means vengeance. Besides shaking the entire city, collapsing homes, the blast caused a massive number of rockets which started firing indiscriminately on all sides as rockets gone Watch wild, this. flying and hitting residential areas and starting fires in this amazing footage from Shubat.com. TV claimed that Saudi Arabia used unconventional warfare and shares footage to show the type of explosion that was witnessed as unusual due to the massive sway of the mountain and debris prior to the explosion of the weapons cache. Watch this mountain get pummeled in this video from Shubat.com. <laughs> لسنا في وارد 
The latest airstrike followed the release by the Shiite rebels of video and photos of the purported wreck of a Moroccan F-16 that they claimed to have shot down over the northern province of Sada near the Saudi border. Whatever type of weapon it was that made this powerful explosion, it seems as if it might be a warning to force Houthis in Yemen to surrender, just as the United States forced surrender by Japan or face what might have followed the nuking of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Several television interviews came out of Sana that calls for revenge and that Israel would never do such horrific attacks, complaining that Saudi efforts should focus on liberating Jerusalem instead, while many vowed that El Saud will soon pay. One person interviewed, referring to Saudi Arabia, called El Saud as quote-unquote Jews, referring to the common accusations that El Saud came from the Hebrew roots, adding, quote, soon I will get better and I will revenge those Jews these dogs, unquote. From dozens of testimonies and interviews, Wally Chubat, writing for Chubat.com, said he could not find a single message that was void of vengeance on El Saud, El Yahud, meaning El Saud, the Jews. In one news broadcast, the correspondent at the end of the clip, in anger, accused El Saud of using unconventional weapons and then ends with, quote, Indeed, it is righteous to say that martyrdom and jihad is legitimate now against El Saud, unquote. Walid Shabbat summed up the matter saying, quote, So unusual for a news correspondent to announce jihad, but welcome to the crazy Middle East. All this seems to get us closer to even more major showdowns in the future. That when Shiites unleash hell on Saudi Arabia for revenge, which ultimately will bring prophecy fulfillment, which will cause Yemen, the ancient name being Temen, and Saudi Arabia, their ancient name being Dedan, D-E-D-A-N, both to be up in smoke, unquote, citing Ezekiel chapter 25. Except that the mushroom clouds will be much, much bigger than this one. Please forward a link of this video to your friends, since that is likely the only way they will ever see this incredible. Okay, that pretty well does it. I wanted—I I didn't know that the uh, people were in the um, chat room. So, hey, uh, Brown House, how you doing, uh, Brian? Um, and also Freemare. Hello, Freemare. It's always good to have everybody here, and I'm uh, very thankful for everybody that's here. Um, okay, so that was pretty interesting, huh? Nothing like. Well, I don't want to say that. I'll be cast as a warmongering American or something like that. So as I mentioned the other day, I got up and uh, and I was looking in uh, on the internet and it said George Soros dead. And I was getting ready to come on live and pronounce a international holiday of sorts. Um, because I think a lot of people will celebrate that day. To tell you the truth, that'll be right up there with uh, Memorial Day and... Um, well, whatever holidays are celebrated around the world for their uh, their dead who, uh, you know, Memorial Day sort of things. But uh, kind of like an anti-memorial or a hooray he's dead day or something like that. I don't know. But that guy's been the cause of a lot of problems in this world. And uh, I don't know. If, when, when that day comes, it's uh, what a day of rejoicing that will be. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, the other day. While I was looking this up, is looking up George Soros dying and being disappointed that I, it was a all a crank. Um, you find other things while you're looking for that, and of course you, you hear George Soros, and right away you start thinking about Antifa and Black Lives Matter and every other 
idea and garbage heap that's been cast on this country. By the way, um, since we have people in there um, in the chat room, when that video was playing, did you guys hear any cutting out? Um, or was it was it one straight video or were there like intermittent cuts in it? I need to know that because I, if it's that way, I have to fix it somehow. And I don't <clears throat> know what it is. So I'll wait to hear back from you on that on the uh, chat room. But um, anyway, uh, so the, they had this fella who, uh, well, let's go back here first. <clears throat> There's a guy named Eric uh, Comer, C-O-O-M-E-R who um, he's into a lot of things, but he was um, had, had some kind of position with uh, Dominion voting machines. And uh, as you know, Fox News just got sued. They had to pay out, what, 700 and some, some 700 some odd do million dollars to, uh, hold on. Oh, they had to pay out 700 uh, million dollars uh, in a fine uh, to Dominion for what they did. Supposedly, I don't think it's fair because I think Dominion had a lot to do with it. But uh, hey, Dominion, I don't have seven hundred million dollars. Um, don't come after me. But um, so anyway, Eric Coomer, C O O M E R, Eric with a C, um, was in that organization uh, with the Dominion voting machines, and supposedly bragged about doing some stuff. And you'll you'll hear this in the video that when I play it. Well, this guy. Uh, the, the person that's being interviewed here, uh, he had infiltrated into that whole deal and had uh, found out about this stuff. And uh, plus, he he did a lot of research and he um, he was able to make contacts where he even talked to some of the people in um, Antifa or at least one person that I know of in Antifa who gave him a lot of information about Eric Comer. But uh, you know, I was kind of surprised to hear some of this stuff. I I know of these people, but I don't know where all the puzzle pieces fit in this, okay? So uh, when I hear something like this, it's um, it really helps me to to uh, to understand where, where everything's going with all this. So so we're going to watch that video, and then we're going to watch a, a video by um, Jack um, Probesius, I think it is, or Prospiac or something. And, um, and he's going to talk about how he infiltrated in there and found out about the... Antifa, and then, um, oh, what else? Who's Behind Tifa is another video, and another video about Democrats, uh, <laughs> uh, how, they, how they're tied in with Antifa. Another short video of Antifa members standing out there going, hey, George Soros, where's our money? Um, that pretty well, that's pretty well a condemnation right there. Let's see. Hold on, Freemere uh, says, uh, no idea about the video cutting out or anything. I can watch it again and let you know. Oh, you would have known, trust me, because it it cuts out here for, um, I don't know, maybe a second and a half, and then goes back, back at it again. But if you want to check it out afterwards, that'd be great. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Freemere. Um, okay, so let's get started with these videos, and... Um, and I'll try to grit my teeth while they're cutting away at this end and um, and hope that uh, it doesn't ruin the video. So anyway, let's find out about Eric uh, Comer or Coomer or Comer or whatever. I'm with Joe Altman from Denver, Colorado, who broke a huge story last week 
about Eric Coomer, who works for Dominion, uh, which is based in Denver. And uh, Joe uh, was on a, a Antifa line where they were speaking with uh, uh, Eric Coomer. And when was that, Joe? It was uh, end of September, so I think it was around the 27th of September. So very recently. And had yeah. you been listening in for sep- for a while, or was this uh, was this just a, a one-off thing? Well, no, we were we were trying to uh, infiltrate Antifa because obviously we've had massive problems at Denver. And oh yeah, we started FEC United, and they kept writing bad stuff about um, Tig, um, John Tig Tigan, who's you know the guy from yeah, the guy yeah. who's just an American hero, uh-huh. and uh, and just writing stuff that wasn't true, and so. Frankly, I wanted to get to the bottom of it. Uh huh. So, I just started, we started infiltrating Antifa down in Colorado Springs and up in Denver and, um, getting access to different conference calls and doing a bunch of research. And so I really wasn't looking for Eric Coomer. Matter of fact, I didn't even know what I had until, you know, after the election. That is, that's just amazing. And then you found out that, uh, this, uh, Dominion was based in Denver and that you believe you were on a call with, uh, uh, one of their top officials from the company. Yeah. So again, I didn't really know what I was. I didn't know what I was up against. And um, at the time, at the time, it was uh, I'm on. I'm listening. Um, you know, the, the Eric is talking. Somebody asks who Eric is, and then somebody answers Eric is the, the Dominion guy. So I'm just keeping notes. And then somebody says, go ahead, Eric, and then someone interrupts almost immediately again and says, what are we going to do if, you know, Trump wins, right? Says yeah. some explicitives. And uh, Eric responds, that, don't worry about the election. Uh, Trump is not going to win. I made effing sure of that. Uh, and people are like, effing right. It, it, there's there's a way that they talk that is just unbelievable, right? I, I guess yeah. I don't know. It's, I, it's, it, it's just they're just crazy, huh? They're nuts. I mean, it's actually just, it feels like uh, Chicken Little, right? And I said that to Michelle, it's the only way I can describe it, where the sky is falling, that everyone is, the rhetoric is just really, uh, the temperament for the rhetoric is very high. Uh-huh. Um, so after that, when he said it, I laughed, because I was, in my mind, I'll, all I kept thinking, and I literally left there, went to go talk to Tig, and I was like, hey, listen, these guys think they're Jedi warriors, that they can just say something and then Trump's going to lose. <laughs> right, right. And, and so I did a little research on Eric because I thought I should. And I literally just put into Google search to start with Eric Dominion, Denver, Colorado. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I had to go on, right? Right. And it, and it popped up, Dominion Voting Systems. Um, and then I did research on Eric or Eric Coomer Dominion Voting Systems. And I did, I did, you know, research on Eric Coomer. And I saw that he had a uh, um, he has a PhD in nuclear physics, so really smart guy. And I'm like, this can't be, this can't be, he can't be Antifa. Right. He works for FBI, works for CIA, does something like that. Um, and wouldn't that be something if he actually did that? By the way. But anyway, you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that that's true, and that is, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then I, I laid it aside, got the information I wanted from the, from the, uh, um, the journalist. I found out a bunch of stuff and was able to gather information. So I, the Eric stuff became obsolete for me. It just wasn't something I was looking at. And 
And then on, and one of the things that people have asked me is, Joe, you know, come on, how do you, how do, how do we know that you're actually looking for Antiba journalists? Well, I was like, well, serendipitously, I was at a FEC United meeting on October 15th at Bandemir, and um, at that, Tammy Bandemir got a, a recording from Eric Trump that said, hey, Tammy Tam Bandemir, you're, you're awesome, and then mentioned FEC United. I played that video at that night, nice. and I actually brought up the fact that I had demasked 13 Antifa journalists in Colorado, and that we were going to come for them if they kept writing bad stuff about us, and that we were going to dox them. Right. So on the 16th, the Antifa journalists wrote, one of them wrote a story saying that I was threatening journalists. So it was kind of this uproar in Colorado, and I, I just I laughed because it was the Antifa journalists that were writing something about us. And I had just told them that I was going to dock them, so I did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, fast forward to the election, we know right. that there was a bunch of funny business happening. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and by and by the way, for the Antiva journalists in Denver, for people who aren't familiar, um, there's a lot of uh, speculation that a couple of those people during that shooting in Denver just weeks ago of yeah. a of a Trump supporter that there were some some journalists who were working with Antifa at that rally. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. Matt Doloff is definitely Antifa. He's absolutely 100% radicalized. He's a part of the Our Revolution. Our Revolution was the Chris Jacks guy character out of Weld County that, that literally said that he wanted to, you know, Project Veritas did that deal where he wants to kill Americans in the street, right? Do it our way or we'll just, we'll cut your head off with a guillotine. Mm-hmm. He actually said that in the video. Amazing. Uh, and, and talked about the fact that they had infiltrated, mm-hmm. um, different positions in the Democrat party and, um, you know, mm-hmm. frankly, some of the some of the really terrible people in our state that are in leadership, including uh, Governor Polis, are a part of the Our Revolution move, movement. Right? Yeah, which not, is a communist movement. Yeah, not not a big surprise. We've heard some stories yeah. coming from Denver like that, and uh, uh, so, so I, I think that's important for people to know that this is a very radical group. And so the fact that you're tracking them and you're an expert on their group and you've uh, outed some of them. And and the fact that you you heard this this top level official from Dominion on on the call that's really stunning and you put it all together. Well, I didn't really put it all together then, right? I mm-hmm. didn't know what I had. Um, but the, on Friday, I was out elk hunting uh, with my friends, and we were up in uh, down in Petrara. Hmm. Um. I was sitting on the couch and I got a text message and a couple messages saying, Hey, look, I, I want you to read this article. And it was an article. And I, I typically don't read the articles because I get so many text messages, like right. two, 300 a day. Wow. And, uh, and, uh, but I read it and Eric Kumar was in there giving him a, a statement as to why the, um, computers went down for multiple counties in Georgia during the middle of the day so they could do a software update. And I was like, wait, what? And I saw Eric Coomer and I go, oh my gosh. And I'm just sitting there on the couch mm-hmm. and, you know, Gordon's talking to me. He's my friend's talking to me. And I'm like, listen, just leave me alone for a minute. I gotta, I gotta dig into this. Mm-hmm. So I started digging into it and, you know, looking for Twitter handles and Reddit uh, posts and anything Eric Coomer could have been associated with. Um, and then I started to say, look, I gotta get access to his Facebook page. Right. I got it. That's got to be the next thing I do. So I went in and got access to his Facebook page. 
And it was public, correct? No. It wasn't public? No. Wow. But I didn't break any laws to get it. Sure. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. It, no, it was tied down tighter than an ant's butt. Wow. But I'm a data guy, so yeah. it, uh-huh. um, you know, it wasn't difficult for me to... Amazing. So I, 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 I'm, I'm sure it's taken down since then, since then, right? Oh yeah, it's it's locked down, locked down. Uh huh. He's deleted. So then I, I gathered all this information. I literally sent text messages to multiple friends saying, "I think I'm in trouble. I've got information that is just it's it's unbelievable." Right. Um. Because once I got into his Facebook account, he had posted the Antifa manifesto. Right. Uh huh. Um, a day after it had been posted by massive or major Antifa organizations. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not like he, you know, waited and somewhere along the line somebody gave it to him. It was literally that day. Amazing. And then you go through and see the, you know, dead president that he has of YouTube videos and he's mm-hmm. got stuff for just a bunch of other stuff. And then he's got this rant that is just unbelievable. And inside of his Facebook posts were the most vile, anti-Trump, anti-American Rhetoric that you could find. Mm-hmm. He posted it. That's amazing. And, and so I just. Uh, that's just frankly, that's just amazing. Yeah. So I just started my journey down the path of then researching him, like researching um, every one of mm-hmm. the. Um, I, I wanted to research everything that was out there, like any right. data, anything that he touched, and everywhere I turned, guess what I ran into? What's that? I ran into him having his fingers in it. Like he was the one in Arizona that was actually pitching the the project to um, to the election uh, committee in Arizona in 2019, October 29th. Wow. He was in um, Georgia as the expert witness in a, in a lawsuit. He was in Georgia selling the product. He was in Georgia for the spokesperson. He was in Pennsylvania selling the product. He was in Pennsylvania meeting with uh, county clerks. He was in Michigan um, installing the system. Like This is a guy that's not supposed to be involved in every minute detail of the organization. He is the director of strategy and, and security. And there he is. Everywhere you turn, he's right. everywhere. I did see His that I, I did see that video from Illinois, but that was uh, four years ago or something, I think, yeah. where he's that, – that, it might still be up on YouTube, but that was – uh, there's not a lot out there. You found you found uh, much more than anybody else. It sounds like. Well, and then I have the access to his. Once you get into his Facebook page and you can see that, the rest just becomes. That's amazing. It's scary, it's scary stuff. So, so scary stuff. That 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 sounds real scary, and I I'm glad you have protection. Um, so so once you you came out with this stuff, then then what happened? All I mean, obviously. A lot of people have been looking at Dominion since the election and some very strange numbers coming out. We've reported that at Gateway Pundit. And you broke this story, and I'm sure all hell broke loose, right? Yeah, it did. It broke loose for me. So I couldn't get anybody to pay attention because there's so much going on. Right. And so I sent, I actually sent you guys something too. I sent it to oh, no. <laughs> Rogan. I sent it to. Um, I said it to everyone. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, Joe. I, I've been bombarded. I usually like to, I go through the, by the I, I shouldn't probably even say this in public, but I, I go through the email myself and, um, uh, but I've just been bombarded. So it's just been too much information. I know, I know, you know, you know how that is anyway. I do. Uh, and, and 
And so I just <sighs> took a very patient approach. I mean, I'm not a, you know, I, I, I think the scary part for me is I had to get out. And uh, so I have conservative daily podcasts. You know, I started conservative daily 11 years ago. We're one of the largest um, advocacy group for conservatives in the nation. We have like 800,000 members. And, um, but I started this podcast back in March and, you know, I've operated under the moniker of Joe Otto mm-hmm. as a kind of a media name and uh, because I'm a business guy, right? So, right. Um, and then uh, unfortunately through all this, I had to just come out and tell everyone, look, Joe Otto is Joe Oldman and I need to share this story with you. And so on Monday mm-hmm. of, of last week, I did a two hour special and laid it all out for everyone who Eric Cooper was. And then I put it out on, Twitter and then everyone started picking it up and then Michelle Malkin picked it up and then as soon as she did my Twitter um, followers went to like 250,000 and then Twitter stepped in and uh Shut down my Shut it down. I remember that. I was watching it one night. I was one of the people. I was like, holy cow, look at this. And then the next day I went back, it was gone. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's criminal that they're doing that, by the way. You know, you have you have information that's truthful that should be released and is very much, uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with it, and they're going to just shut you down because you're exposing absolute fraud. So Yeah, and, and frankly, Twitter then has whitewashed all of Twitter and taken down anything that's Eric Coomer. Ah. Right? And so you've, you've noticed they've, ta- they've scrubbed it from uh, the Internet. A lot of oh yeah, so literally that's what caused it is that I put it up there because mm-hmm. I have these things that check whether or not um, data stays up, right? right. Have archives, mm-hmm. and um, all of a sudden Eric Coomer was coming down everywhere. They were pulling it down everywhere. Amazing. Who do you think was doing that? I think that look. I think that big tech has played a part in weaponizing yeah. this election. I think sure. that we're talking about a coup. Oh, but the, the, I, yeah, absolutely. And the media is involved in different roles. And maybe they don't know what everyone else is doing, but they're certainly all in on it, it appears. Well, I know that Twitter is in on it. I know mm-hmm. Facebook's in on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, oh. And and you think you have – well, I mean, I, I say yes just because of the fact that they they suspended me twice since the election for 12 hours, you know, for putting up things that are completely accurate, but they suspended it, me anyway. So, well, they, um, they suspended me for attacking Antifa the first time. <laughs> Amazing. Like, I, I attacked Antifa. Mm-hmm. And uh, because they were attacking Tig, and I didn't attack them, I just called them out. Right. And they said that I was using hate speech because I told them that they were a bunch of clowns. I actually mm-hmm. called them a bunch of clowns. Wow. And that was enough. That was, that that's was in, that's insane. Tell, tell me, um, Joe, about uh, since this story broke and you've made a few... Um, interviews that have gone viral. Um, what, what what repercussions have you faced? You mean like uh, Any threats or anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've had lots of lots of threats. I mean, the threats uh, when it originally went out with Michelle Malkin came in pretty consistently, mm-hmm. um, and so I probably had hundreds of them where where I've you know now I just monitor like Reddit and I monitor places where. Um, there, there might be issues that I know in advance that there are going to be issues. And, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I have security for my family. I have, um, wow. Yeah. It's, it's not been doing this is not on my list mm-hmm. of Christmas card things to do. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and you think uh, from our previous discussion, you you think this Coomer is um is uh just n- nuts, huh? Just look, I don't I don't know of anybody with sensibilities that would talk the way he talks, acts the way he acts, um, yet maintain his composure when he's uh, you know. I mean, you've seen some of the videos where he's talking, very intelligent. Sure. Um, Comes off very professional. Behind, yeah. When he, when he gets behind closed doors, he's a lunatic, right? Wow. Scary. He comes unhinged. He says things and does things and posts things that mm-hmm. are anti-American sentiment, right? Yeah. And that's what that's what Antifa is. They're they're against the United States. They're sure. against what we stand for as a country. Oh, absolutely. So, so I did send everything to my psychologist friend mm-hmm. and said, "Tell me what you see." And he goes, um, "This is." classic sociopathic sociopathic behavior wow so you're dealing with a guy that's a sociopath and i go mm-hmm. all right so what would you what would you say if you know to this type of individual i was like and i said what if i told you that this person is a has a phd in nuclear physics and um, is responsible for nearly 70 million votes across the united states with a, a, a election system mm-hmm. and he goes you're kidding right and I was like, no, I'm not, wow. not kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I'm like a dog with a bone. So I've been digging. Right. Jim, I've been digging into this for quite some time. And uh, so I finally called one of his friends that happened to post on one of the posts that he had on his Facebook page. Right. And I was like, hey, how you doing? He's like, yeah, who is this? And I was like, my name is Joe Oltman. And he goes, I can't. And I was like, you hang up this phone and you'll be the next person that I put on, on Twitter. Wow. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of a jerk, but I wanted to know the truth. And I was like, look, you have to give me something. What kind of guy are we dealing with here? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And he goes, look, I have a family. I don't want to get involved in this stuff. Wow. You know, I'm a professional. And I was like, yeah, you were one of the guys that said something very derogatory and agreed with him. Mm-hmm. I said, do you want me to read it to you? He goes, no. Wow. I go, okay, well, give me something. Mm-hmm. And he goes, all right. Eric has always been insane. He's insane. Everyone knows he's insane. They think he's insane. But they just accept him because he's just insane. I was like, so you think the guy's insane? He goes, 100%, he's insane. That's scary. So this is one of his friends saying he's insane. Yeah, one of his close friends. That's that's uh, that's real scary, you know? So, so wow. Um, I, I tell you what, Joe, I'm going to cut this off. Uh, is there is there so, uh, any any uh, final thoughts that you'd want to give a Gateway Pundit audience on, on this and we can we can certainly talk in the future, but anything closing in this conversation? Look, I, I want to make this very clear. I, I am a Trump supporter, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm more of a supporter of the Constitution and this country. And so I don't think that it had had Biden won and he won legitimately, mm-hmm. then we would have accepted the the election results and we would have moved on. Right. Right. But you can't ignore math. You can't ignore science. You can't right. ignore the guy that has his finger on the election that is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. That is writing things about the president dying and the, the U.S., you know, effing the U.S. Mm-hmm. And expect that, that that's a nonpartisan individual that is not going to put his finger on the voice of the American people. Right. And so, and that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about you know, oh, did they cheat by a few thousand votes? They right. stole an election, right? Right. They absolutely stole an election. The Benford Law shows that the irregularities just for Biden across all of the states that 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 um, 
Dominion is in are off the charts. Yeah. And they would cause you to go to prison for a long time if the IRS ran this this uh, equation and it, it came up with this many irregularities. Mm-hmm. You run a REMA analysis, you run all the different mathematical analysis, and you come to the same conclusion, and that is that it was a massive cheat on the American people. Absolutely. And, it, and if it's not, why are they trying to kill me? And why are they or, or threatening to kill me? And why right. are they... Uh, doing and saying that they're doing and why is the media and the, the big tech companies going along with it and why did they take so long to call those states that President yeah. Trump was up four or five hundred thousand mm-hmm. votes and why did they right? take off several several hours during the night in just these right. states and then tell yeah. people that they were actually going to stop counting yeah. when they were going to continue counting right Right. I mean, Absolutely. You, you can you can draw a conclusion mm-hmm. one way or another. Right. But if you put all the pieces together, that's your smoking gun. It's like that's going amazing. through security with all the pieces of the gun. Yeah. And then putting it together when you get to the other side. That's yeah. what they've done. They have literally stolen this election. And and frankly, if 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 I didn't stand up and other people didn't stand uh-huh. up and we didn't put this stuff together, and we allowed right. it to happen. And we would no longer be a republic. We would be a communist society where opportunity is given to you if they decide it's given to you. Right. And it's an illusion of freedom. It's not freedom. So. Absolutely. Wow. Well said, Joe. Thank you for your uh, work. Thank you for your courage. Um, what you did was just remarkable. So uh, please stay in touch. I'll post this right. up on Gateway Pundit tomorrow. All right. Thanks, brother. I appreciate thank, you. Thank you, Joe. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Wow, Gateway Pundit. There's another good site to go to if you want to check things out, folks. <clears throat> uh, you might have uh, to turn your mics back up because I realized that that was a very loud video. Um, <laughs> I had to turn things down, as a matter of fact, when I... Uh, where'd it go? Yeah, here we go. Okay. Maybe that's more, a little more better. Like we used to say in New Jersey, a little more better. Okay. Wow. Man, oh man. Talk about a revelation, huh? My goodness. But it just goes to show you, there's there's no getting around this. No matter how the press tries to spin it, no matter how they try to, <clears throat> to say that nothing happened, it was a clean election, but to find out that this guy is a member of Antifa, it kind of makes you want to believe that Antifa is involved. You know, was it Antifa that was stuffing ballot boxes? Was it Antifa that was, you know, um, filling out uh, extra ballots? Uh, filling, and, and given the, the intelligence or lack thereof of some of these Antifa people, um, I could see them putting in dead people. You know, it all makes, starts to make sense now. <laughs> um, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, this, this is a terrorist organization, this Antifa. You know, it really is, and it needs to be, it needs to be taken down. It really does. And I think when Trump, when Trump gets back in, that uh, he'll do that. And I was just looking at my mess back here. I apologize for that back there, folks. It's a lot of clutter. Everything there is good. There's no garbage. It's all clutter. Okay. So now let's look what this, um, I can't remember, Jack Probosiak, I think is how his name is uh, pronounced. Uh, going to give us a little uh, history lesson, plus uh, let us know uh, what he found when he was uh, researching uh, Antifa. Some people say Antifa is just an idea. Some people say Antifa is a myth. 
Mainstream media, they collude with big tech to bury the truth about Antifa. But ignoring the rise of the black flags in America, that's a grave mistake. So who is Antifa? Where they come from? How are they funded? And most people don't ask these questions. I don't have to ask it. I've lived it. And I wrote the book on it. Let's go. Antifa aren't Democrats. They're not Republicans. They're anarcho-communists. Only want one thing. The overthrow of the U.S. system by any means necessary. The original founder of Antifa was actually a German, a Soviet agent named Ernst Talman in Weimar, Germany. Talman was the leader of the German Communist Party, the founder of the Red Front, and in 1932, he created Antifascista Action. Under the two-flag emblem, the first Antifa targeted the government of their time, the Weimar Republic, which, as we all know, ultimately ended with the rise of Adolf Hitler and the National Socialists. Thanks, Ernst. Communist China in the 1960s saw a new form of revolution, a student movement called the Hong Wei Bing, the Red Guards. They took to the streets to remake society, and they called it social justice. Chairman Mao called the Red Guards from all across China to overthrow traditional Chinese culture, to go after the teachers, the business owners, even their own parents. As a result, somewhere between five and 10 million Chinese citizens were murdered to solidify the rule of the CCP, all in the name of revolution. In the 1970s in West Germany, the notorious Bader-Meinhof gang was another extension of anarcho-socialism that appeared. They were also known as the Red Army Faction. Now, this was a group of radical extremists who conducted a series of terrorist attacks funded by the USSR. This wreaked havoc on the entire region for years. Before turning to a life of terrorism, Ulrich Meinhof was a left-wing journalist. Funny how that works. During the Syrian civil war, some Antifa militants even traveled to the Middle East and trained and fought with Kurdish communists on the battlefield in what was known as the Rojava Revolution. And then they came back to America with what they learned. You won't see this on CNN. And now, Antifa is right here in America. Armed Antifa actually tried to create their own country within the city of Seattle, Washington, called the Chaz. And instead of shutting them down, local police were ordered to abandon their precinct. The result? Absolute mayhem. But it wasn't until shots were fired, women assaulted, homeless people murdering each other, and teens were shot dead in the streets that the city finally intervened and shut it down. I know because I was there. I've been inside the black box. I was standing next to Raz Simone when he locked and loaded in Chaz. I came face to face with Antifa leaders who wanted to kill me in Lincoln Park of Washington, DC. I know firsthand Antifa is very real and they've been around for a very long time. The first step to defeating these violent anarchists is to actually admit they exist. Joe Biden, if you think Antifa is just an idea, read the new book. I'd be happy to deliver you a copy once you're done reading Hunters. We have the receipts.
they're all right here. And if you think a violent cultural revolution can never happen again, you haven't been paying attention. Well, how's that for a brief history of Antifa, huh? Man, oh man. See, it just isn't here in the United States in the last 20 years. What do you say, the 1920s back in Germany? Look at all the wonderful things that have come from Germany. I'm being facetious here. Um, oh, my goodness. And it led to the rise of Hitler. So if history repeats itself, what's it going to lead to the rise up in this country? Biden? Uh, no, he's already here. Sorry. But he wasn't here when they started. So maybe, maybe that's what we got here, folks. Okay. So we got two down. We got three to go. And I think we we're just going to go in order here. Um, let's do this one here. Um, I forgot what it's about. It's about the subject matter, but let's look at it together, okay? Okay, here we go. I don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution are, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. One mark, state trooper vehicle, two black SUVs, there's three state vehicles, state trooper vehicles escorted, four Antifa shuttle buses right here, front and center. There was actually five vehicles total. There was three up front, two in the back. 
they escorted right here, waited for them to get off their buses, and they had the state troopers unloaded and took their positions. Watch. There's the that guy. He had his lights on. They were coming. And then there's the ones up front, too. They escorted, and each one of those buses are labeled. They're all paid charter buses. Look at that, bro. They escorted them here. You literally. got to be lights flashing. You got to be effing kidding me. Lights flashing. Patriots, are you guys watching this? You guys share this video, please. You got to be kidding me on video. I watched them do it. Hell no, bro. And they just reached the Capitol again. Where we have seen them engage with law enforcement. There's been a clash with law enforcement with Trump supporters. We've seen the doors are open to the Capitol now. Every few minutes or so, we see a fog come out of that build or that door as well. Um, crowd will move just a little bit, but not deterring the group. You can see they're still in the doorway here um, where they've been since they were able to get that open. And you can hear the security alarm. It's been going on the entire time as well. But again, still large crowd right outside of that door. Haven't seen fog in about a minute or so. We've seen officers um, deploy sprays and fog um, against the Trump supporters that are up in that area. And again, I'm looking up at the balcony now too, and it, you know, there's some younger kids up there as as well that um, with their parents they've climbed up the ropes, and now we have more people climbing up the side, attempting to climb up the side of the building as well. You can hear Trump supporters chanting something now, can't tell exactly what it is. But listen in for just a second. now climbing up the side of the Capitol balcony trying to get up there you can see grabbing grabbing onto the side and someone has brought ropes to put up there as well which people have been using to get up there as well uh, supporters keep going up there even though there's you know, been several clashes with officers up here and fog that's been deployed and, and sprays as well. One marked state trooper vehicle, two black SUVs, there's three state vehicles, state trooper vehicles escorted, four Antifa shuttle buses right here front center. <laughs> Wow, 
They freaking brought damn <clears throat> That's pretty. They're, they're doing it over again, folks. It's a recap. So, and um, <clears throat> that's something. <laughs> the, uh, the state police and local police forces were actually escorting Antifa in, onto the Capitol or into the Capitol area. And that was a really sad day because they were equating uh, a lot of, a lot of the, oh, I should say the bad stuff that went on at the Capitol was Antifa. Uh, they snuck in, they became interlopers and interwoven in with the, uh, the crowd. And so when they did something bad, it was the whole crowd that did something bad, okay? And, and that's the way they do things. Uh, <clears throat> when, um, when Antifa comes in and uh, they infiltrate a, a crowd, they... Um, they always make it uh, make a point of it to to say they're with the crowd and that it's their idea, their their plan, and you know, along with the others too. You know, we stand with these people, blah blah blah. You know, uh, <clears throat> so that's one of their modus operandi, so to speak. So uh, anyway, just uh, can you give you an idea? So let's go into this. Who supports them? Okay. Yeah, let's let's check this out. Hey, so at one point, um, a woman sort of facetiously asked if there were any paid protesters in the house, and of course everybody shouted no and groaned. But you stood up and indicated that you are a paid protester. What did you mean by that? Um, well, I meant, you know, like we all get paid to do, to uh, to be to you know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Please explain. Well, um, it's it's uh, it's a difficult thing to explain, but basically, um, anytime that you're given the opportunity to protest and somebody will pay you to do it, that's like uh, twice as good as just doing it on your own time. So you weren't kidding around. You you actually meant that you have been yeah, paid like, at some point to protest. Yeah, like I. Um, How can I get in on that? Yeah, okay, so you know, you go to like georgesoros.com and um, you just sign up right there. Um, you put your name in, you put your email address, and you and there's an empty box there where you say um, how many times you're willing to protest and how much you want to get paid. And you get a check directly from Soros? Directly from Soros. That's incredible. Signed by him. Um, he even invited me to lunch. Does he sign it in blood? He, he said if um, I'm willing to like gather some more friends, I can get paid like twice as much for every friend that I gather and, and kind of set up a pyramid scheme. And you can get rich just based on protesting for Soros, right? I already have, yeah. So basically I've been organizing most of the um, most of the protesting that you see in California so far and um, and it's all due to being paid. If, if I wasn't paid, I would be, you know, like skiing. <laughs> Why? This is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I know. I just wish more people knew about it because then we could actually like start a movement. Okay. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, a big set of brass ones on that guy. That's all I can say. Oh, uh, law enforcement! If they're out there watching, you got his face. Put it in the. Put it in the facial recognition and go get them. Oh my goodness. To 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 just say it like that or just you know. Well yeah. You can tell the guy smokes dope. Um 
Well, you know, if I if I wasn't doing it, I'd be out like um, skiing. <laughs> it's like not holding down a <clears throat> a daily job to support your family and and loved ones. No, <laughs> wouldn't be out um, trying to make society better. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'd be out skiing. <laughs> oh my goodness! Sorry, <laughs> I can't help but laugh at things like this. Okay, and the last video we're going to watch is uh, a very short one, and you're going to find out from these people how they get paid too, because they're a little ticked off and they did because they haven't gotten paid. So let's let's find out who they're chanting and who hasn't paid them yet for protesting. George Soros, where's my money? <laughs> I guess they all went to georgesoros.com and signed up too, huh? <clears throat> man, oh man. So, what we see tonight, George Soros doesn't like this country, even though he's a he's a has dual citizenship here here and in Hungary. Um, so, uh. He hates the United States, our form of government anyway, and he wants to take it down and no doubt wants to institute his own um, his own sordid uh, government here. And uh, <clears throat> see, when I, when I hear about the fact that he may be dead, I get happy. Um, and I, it's, you know how hard that is for a believer to do, folks, to be, hap be hoping that somebody dies? knowing that this guy is on a freight train to hell when he dies. But he doesn't seem to care about it. And um, so, uh, when he departs, I uh, will bid him fair due. But, uh, yeah, so, George Soros, where's my money? Okay, real real cool, real interesting. Um, so we know, we know who's supporting him, who's paying them. I've heard stories about... Um, especially up in Portland when all that stuff was going on up there and in Seattle, because they're on the left coast here, um, how busloads of these people were brought in. Uh, and we're talking about those nice, big, beautiful buses, the the ones that have no markings on them. What's the wall? The white buses. Boy, if you see those on the freeway, uh, you can pretty well follow them and, uh, to their next destination and know that the people on there are up to no good. Now, that doesn't mean that you should follow them and, and try to do something because that's not right, right? All right. There might be a one person on that bus that's going to get saved someday and, and 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 maybe save a million people or something like that. So let's think before we do things. But um, let's, um, if you see it, that's probably where they're going, okay? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is a, Society and history right now is so stupid that you either laugh or cry. And I'm not a crying type, really, so I'd rather laugh at the stupidity of some of the things that are going on. Because, they, you know, a lot of people, folks, they, they look at the short range of things, you know. Oh, what's going to happen today, tomorrow, maybe next Friday, okay? And and that's okay to, to do that. But, and a matter of fact, we're exhorted by Yeshua to do that. 
you know, don't worry about, but he talks about worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. He doesn't say don't think about tomorrow. <laughs> Just don't worry about it. And uh, because we have to look at, at long range things to cer a certain degree to make sure that, well, you know, uh, if you don't have any vacation days at work, it, it takes some time off. You're not going to get paid for those days that you took off, right? So that's less money in your in your uh, in your pay, the next paycheck that comes. Um uh, and that's going to put a crimp on things, on something anyway. Either you're not going to get to put the money in the bank, which you wanted to do, or you're not going to be able to make a bill, or or uh, it's going to be a little tighter next month or next week because, you know, you, you're not up to where you're usually running here. And uh, so, <clears throat> make plans. You know, you, you think to yourself, well, you know, if I take that time off, I'm not going to get paid, and I'm going to be strapped for money next week or that month or whatever, you know. So you don't do it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> folks that are planning a family, you know, you know what your finances are. You know, you know that what your to a certain degree, if you stay with the same company and everything, and the economy doesn't bust, that you know you're probably going to get a raise every year, maybe uh, what two percent, three percent at at the low ball end, and may, but usually a lot higher or much higher. But anyway. Uh, so you can project out, you know, hey, if we have well, one one child this year or next year, and then two years from now another child, then you know, space it out every two years or so, <clears throat> you know that uh, you can adjust your 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 monetary intake will adjust, you know, for the first child, and after the first one, you know, you know what you need, what you don't need, and things like that, you know, barring any you know birth defects or or uh, special needs for, for a child that comes into the world. Um, <clears throat> but so you can plan things out. And, and a wise person does stuff like that, you know. Uh, and you can take that into any aspect of your life, if you're the history that you've lived before, or, or thinking about future history that you're going to make. Um, so I don't understand the mentality of I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and hopefully George Soros is going to send me a check, you know. Um, what if he did die or does die in the next couple of days or something like that? And you're not going to get paid <laughs> unless he's got a special endowment set up or something. But knowing that he's a psychopath or a sociopath or maybe both, um, I don't think that when he passes on, he's going to make provision to pay people that, that protested for him. I really don't. I think that he's he's just going to say, oh, well, you know, I'm gone. They can worry about getting paid from somebody else. You know, it's... But, um, so, anyway, folks, so we see it's a crooked organization. It's been around for a while. It only exists to, to create trouble and to bring down governments and... Uh, and financial institutions and, and things like that, uh, which is what George is all about. And um, they're not the kind of protesters that make you look and have sympathy for their cause when they're running around breaking windows and setting cars on fire and things like that. Um, you should immediately be thinking, that could be my car, <laughs> or that could be my storefront, or that could be the window to my, the front window to my apartment, you know, uh, on whatever street in the big city. Uh, so, anyway, 
so that's what we have, folks. That's that's the mentality of Antifa. That's the uh, the beast, so to speak, of Antifa. And uh, I don't know. We'll start looking into more of these things. I'm sure. Uh, I don't want to cross or do anything with Black Lives Matter right now. I I kind of want to watch and see what happens to them because I think that I think that in their own way they're on the way out. Um, a lot of uh, blacks aren't accepting Black Lives Matter. Uh, there's a good video online somewhere, and it's of uh, a young black woman who is arguing with uh, some black lives, uh, white Black Lives Matter people. It's interesting how there's more white um, uh, Black Lives Matter people than there are black Black Lives Matter people. Uh, but so she's saying, I don't need you guys. You know, I'm doing fine. We're much of us are doing fine. You know, I don't see where you're coming up with all this injustice and everything. I'm black. I live it. I don't see it. You know, and the woman's like, well, basically saying that she's too stupid to see it. You know, and boy, how that woman kept from wailing on that white gal. I don't know, but uh, it's uh, imagine that gall, the unmitigated gall of walking up and telling somebody how rotten their lives is when they're having a pretty good life. And then trying to convince them of it um, and, and trying to tell them that you know how they feel. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I could tell by the way the woman was dressed that she knew absolutely nothing about the way that the woman felt. <laughs> you know, and, and she felt good. So there you go. Here you have it. So uh, anyway, if, just, if people just worry about themselves... Instead of trying to interject them. See, that's just the whole thing. When you interject yourself into a cause like that, you're taking your eyes off yourself. Okay? Now, I have, I would bet any anything that the woman that, the white woman that was giving the black woman the problem, that she's got a messed up life somewhere. And so what she does is she gets involved in a cause that helps other people, supposedly. or supposed to help other people or whatever. So she feels better about herself. So she doesn't have to look at that little area of her life that's all messed up. And a lot of these kids come from pretty well-to-do families, you know. Um, kids that come from families that had to scrape and, and struggle to, to make ends meet, a lot of times don't get involved in stuff like this. Uh, occasionally, but not, not like the, uh, the rich whites and the, the well-to-do whites that get into this stuff and... Uh, just as a, hey, look what I did, or, you know, if you're looking over there at them, you won't look at me. So, okay, folks, so I'm going to get going here. Well, we've had a, we kind of figured out and saw what this is all about, and that was kind of cool. And um, so I'm going to hit the road, Jack. And, uh, folks, I, I just appreciate you listening in and tuning in and everything. And, and, um, and I'm glad, um, I thank you, Freemare, for for being there to let me know that the uh, the video was coming over pretty good and that the audio was coming over pretty good, and um, that really helps out a lot. It, it puts my mind at ease, knowing that everything's going good and I can just keep talking and everything. So, everybody gets in the chat room. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and we're going to be coming on with Ralph here pretty soon. Um, Still looking, we have three or four different subjects we want to talk about. Obviously, not at the same time, but um, so we'll discuss that and get him back on. And 
I think Brian's going to be coming back on on Thursday. Uh, because basically, you know, we, we did what, 45, 47 minutes, I think, of a show, and it turned out to be nothing. It was, it was me in this hat, very hat, I think, just going, uh hmm. Yeah. That's right. Mm hmm. <laughs> I can imagine tuning in live on a show like that. You know, it'd be like the uh, the uh, narcissist hour. <laughs> yeah, me, myself, and I. Okay, folks. Well, hey, God bless you. And uh, Yahweh bless you, that is. And uh, remember, he's got a name. It's Yahweh. All right. Everybody's got the name God as your deity, but we've gone a step further. Yahweh. And well, the Hindus all have names as their gods. And uh, the Muslims have Allah for their God. And you know, and stuff like that. So uh, to think that our God doesn't have a name, when he, when he was very clear in uh, in the Tanakh to tell us, hey, this is my name. This is what I want to be called. Okay. So anyway, I'm starting to ramble on again, so I don't want to do that. So folks, uh, may the Lord, I got to get a new prayer. This uh, ironic benediction is nice and, and everything, but I think that people might be getting bored with it, but you know, I guess I could bless you any way I want to, right? <laughs> may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to rise upon you. Be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and your coming in. You're rising up and you're lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding. And may you just have a wonderful, let's see, today's Tuesday. Wonderful Wednesday and uh, going into Thursday. And we'll, we'll meet again on Thursday uh, to talk about something else. So, hey. We love you guys, and uh, just thank you. Thank you for being supporters and for being um, folks that just want to take time out of their busy day to come and, and listen to the subjects that we talk about here and to learn more about Yahweh and to learn more about um, what's really going on in this world. So, okay, folks. Arrivederci. See you next time on Opposing the Matrix. Good night.